Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Again, this is December 12, 2021, and I'm Sue Rose Minahan, the founding host of Talk Cosmos, where we have leading edge conversations, enabling soul growth, awakening your authentic self. And we have panels, and tonight we're having an independent guest who happens to be on one of our panels, Moonbeam Team, but Justin Crockett Elsie is going to be talking this evening about the title Lunation Cycle Sabian Symbols. No, that was July 4th. Okay, that's a good one too. Go back to July 4th because on YouTube and podcast, we keep everything. But tonight is going to be about the the nodal changes coming up on in January 2021 going into Taurus and Scorpio. It's an 18-month pattern. And the upcoming USA Pluto return that all astrologers, and if you haven't, you're hearing about it again, is coming up. It's a reset button. It's a big cycle, 248 years, and it hasn't happened yet for this relatively young nation, which we are in the United States. And it's a big deal. There's a lot of good aspects that we will be finding out about. So, and that's the significance. What is it? We'll find out. Justin Crockett Elsie, I'll tell you a little bit about him. And he does have a wonderful site that's coming up this week where you'll be able to get all kinds of astrological, numerical, Sabian energy. I I mean, he folds up the gamut. He provides in-depth transformational astrology and numerological consultations and answers just about every question. And he has about your natal, your progressed, and lunar return charts. And he's a spiritualist medium. And his specialty also was Reiki. He's a master of that. He's with animal communication. He's a many-faceted person. And I hope I'm saying all this right because it is quite exciting and a very energetic, good soul. And I'm pleased to have him tonight. So without any much ado, hi, Justin. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I can't hear you. Oh, there you are. Good. There we are. There we are. Thank you, you, Sue, for that gracious introduction and having me on your show this weekend. So true. So true. And we've been looking forward to it because it's a big deal. The United States... I, yeah. wherever you want to begin, but it involves the United States, which is a leader of the, has been and is, according to the United States, a leader of the of the globe. So what goes on here is impactful. Right, right. Well, you know, um, so I wanted to first kind of, you know, is when we're talking about the United States lunar return, I think a lot of people are going to hear a lot of stuff this coming year about this. And, and you're, they're going to hear a lot of, lot of um, interpretations. But I think when we step back and look at this is that, um, you know, this is really a cycle. It's all about cycles. Today we're talking about the lunar nodes. We're also talking about the Pluto return. So it's all about cycles. And as we look at this, um, basically, the United States is coming up to a very inflection point in, the, in this country. And uh, the Pluto return, of course, 248 years. 
and it really will set the tone for the next 248 years. Um, but, you know, when we look at the lunar return uh, or the nodal return, I'm not the nodal return, but the Pluto return, um, Pluto moved into Capricorn in 2008, right around the time that Obama was elected. And I do a little bit of combination of Vedic sidereal astrology along with Western astrology. And what's interesting to note, even though they don't recognize Pluto in the Vedic, is that um, Pluto also in the Eastern chart is also in Capricorn. And um, uh, it, it's if you looked at the the uh, the Pluto return from that perspective was in 2011. And it's interesting to note in 2011, there were some very interesting things that happened in the country uh, around the 14th Amendment. And um, on January 6th in 2011, the Constitution was read for the first time in Congress out loud. And of course, here we are later, January 6th, last year was the mini coup that happened. So, you know, as, as, as I was talking to some other astrologers, when we really think about this whole um, process of inflection point and, and the Pluto return really started when Pluto moved into Capricorn in 2008 in the election of Obama. That's when things really started moving faster and some things, a lot of stuff coming to the surface, which we hadn't been dealt with before that were part of our country's past, racism being one of them, right? The first African-American president. So the country's sin. And so really this whole transition, uh, transit or ingress of Pluto through Capricorn is really a bigger, bigger process is happening instead of just one date next year. So um, that said, that said, um, there's three dates next year, which uh, the United States actually comes uh, on its Pluto return exact degrees at uh, 20, 27.33 degrees is the exact degrees of the United States Pluto. And the first time that will happen will be on, and I'll give you the exact date. So February 20th, um, and this is based in Washington, D.C., because that's where the capital is now. So uh, the first uh, Pluto return or conjuncting the, the natal Pluto will be on February 20th at 2.21 p.m. Uh, Washington, D.C., or Eastern Standard Time. What happens is then Pl Pluto actually retrogrades next year on April 29th. And, um, and, and when it goes, uh, as it retrogrades, it'll go back over the, it'll run right back roughshod over the Pluto again on July 11th, 2022 at 3.51 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then, of course, it goes direct October 8th, and the last the last uh, pass over the country's Pluto will be on 28 December um, at 9.56 a.m. So, and so when we look at that, it's just not a one-time event. It's yes. sort of this process this next year. And so I did bring today the chart, the nation's natal chart to, to share, but also that I, I, I've just brought up the one for the, the December one, uh, yes. because that sort of will be the, the, the leap off point chart for, uh, you could say, the nation's rebirth, basically. These, these three cycles always of um, whether it's a Mercury return, any retrograde, it is like thirds of charm, I always think. So I'm glad to be very excited to see you, how you tie that in 
because we we experience it then we go back oh wow maybe and then okay this is it so shall we right um, that chart which chart would you like to look at Uh, yeah he's going to bring up the first chart which is the natal chart um so one of the things too i wanted to talk about is really you know if we step back and think about this whole thing um you know, we this coming this past couple of years have been very difficult for a lot of people, of course, with this Pluto transiting through through Capricorn, Pluto being the planet of death and rebirth. And it's been tearing up the structure with Capricorn. But, you know, and and it's really kind of given us a taste for the future. You know, we've been you know, our world's been rocked. The, the structure of our world's been rocked. But really, you know, this is really kind of the basis of our nation. Our nation was founded on rebels. Right. The nation was founded on this entrepreneur spirit. I want to do what I want, freedom and a rebel type of spirit. So we were born at this particular time in history and got this front seat road to this very unique change in history where we're seeing that inflection point with this group of rebels in this country. And it's really we're born in a country that's all about change. So if, if you really wanted to have a stable life, you know, and, and not really progress much as a soul, you know, not being born in the United States would have probably been preferable. But being born in the United States, which is a country of fast, more growth and always moving, always enterprising. This is really all about kind of what the foundation of the country is. And I guarantee you another 248 years from now, United States will go through another revolution. It's just it's just a part of the nature of the country. So it's the, the, the coup that happened last year or the mini coup is just one of many uh, little events that will happen in this country mm. where it's trying to grow. It's trying to where it's this complex nature of all these parties working together of trying to move forward in life and accomplish something right as, as souls. And so this just to let people know that won't be the last time we see any type of type of coup or revolution in this country you know because remember after the american revolution we had a civil war it's it's the nature of the country it's the nature of this upreaching as we look at the sabian symbols that 27.33 degrees pluto in the sabian symbols is this archetype of the pilgrims walking up through the steps of a mountain shrine so it's sort of this the essence of the soul of this country, which is sort of this upreaching, you know, we put the first man on the moon, right? We, we, we've got this, this need to go back and be first on the moon and to be first on Mars. It's sort of this upreaching of always like going towards something greater, you know, of course, with a, and with a Sagittarian ascendant on the natal chart, that's of course, very, very obvious there, right? There's sort of that exploration and, and wanting to always find out who am I, who is God and why am I here? That's really sort of the soul of the nation in a lot of ways. So we are at a particular important point though, at that point. And for the natal chart, for those who may not have a lot of experience with astrology, um, I definitely use the Sibley chart. And and this, I'm just gonna give you my kind of couple of thoughts on the Sibley chart. The Sibley chart was uh, generated 12 years after the American Revolution. And and it was done during that time. So I'm definitely not one of those armchair 200 years later astrologers trying to history or rewrite history. I think the Sibley chart is valid 
And it's a very good one because Sibley actually, he was a Mason. He knew people back in that period of time. So he lived it. He lived in that time and, and, and had insight access into the, the timing of events and everything else. So I think the Sibley chart is very valid in that, yeah. that aspect. I've read a little history about it too, which not to recount, but it seemed that he was very um, engrossed in the communication and received an immediate communication about it that was later referenced. So yes, I, I yeah. support. Yeah. So um, so what what I wanted to show, if it was okay, I'd like you to of show course. you the the um, the uh, so up here we have the the U.S. USH chart things about that that uh, as we know we're a cancer nation and the ascendant is Sagittarius and I should note that this uh, full moon coming up uh, this month is going to be the same exact degree as the United States ascendant at 12 degrees Sagittarius um, just food for thought there's so many synchronicities and unusual things and so many things to talk about that we can only focus on one thing here so the the next chart i'd like to bring up is the one when the actual pluto return happens at the end of next year and but i do pluto return um justin i am thinking i'm glad you brought up about the full moon on the ascendant because at 12 degrees it does indicate that this is so such a a, a, a comment from the universe telling us as a nation hey what do we want to change about our opinions and our the, that wonderful Sagittarius attitudes, you know, that we have, you know, it's a wake up call. Yeah. So. Oh, um, absolutely. And it, there's, and you, you, I think you've tapped into something there that is so indicative of the last two years, last two years with the lunar nodes. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about that. The lunar nodes in Gemini Sagittarius is really sort of this, people are really basing a lot of their emotions on their beliefs. And so, you know, I think, um, uh, that's that moon on that ascendant. People are going to really move forward into the new year <laughs> with their heart on their sleeve, basically, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that. So, um, regardless, so this coming year, um, I, we do have that first conjunction in February and then the course of the, the second junction in July, but this third conjunction in, in December, um, is I think very probably the most important one out of all three of them. They're all three important, but this one kind of sets leaps off because after this point, that 27.33 degrees won't be touched again for, you know, uh, for the next 248 years. So in this chart though, on this Pluto return, and we'll show it, uh, uh, well, we'll overlay it with the USA chart, but some unique things to see with this last Pluto return is that at the time of this Pluto return, Saturn is sitting on the ascendant, Saturn in Aquarius. So my take on this, and I'd love to hear your take on this, Sue, as well, but my take on this is really, this this is really, you know, whenever a person has Saturn on the ascendant, they'll tend to be more serious. Uh, there is a sense of responsibility here with this being Saturn and, and Aquarius. So we move forward in the next 248 years with and I guess you could say this is a very positive thing with a sense of transpersonal responsibility, um, a sense of responsibility to the collective. Um, so I think that is is a very positive thing. Um, the the sun being in the 11th house, of course, with this last Pluto return. So there'll be a focused on, again, the structure of the collective, of the group. 
Um, the um, the Pluto in this chart is going to be in the twelfth house, the subconscious, the house of undoing. So it will it and because Mercury is also right there conjuncted along with Venus, I think this is going to really this is sort of more the psychological psychotherapeutic. Uh, uh, theme of what's going on with the country that the, that we have to restructure the way our con our consciousness is and the way we're thinking about things as we're going forward and um the the darker aspects of the pluto in the in the 12th house so that's uh, a lot needing to be reassessed and go inward uh with with um with what's going on and i think because we do see most of the planets on the left side of the chart here um, there is going to be more of a focus inwardly with the country, even though there'll still be an outward focus. There's going to be a lot more of an inward focus over the next 248 years. Um, and uh, that Jupiter being an Aries uh, or Jupiter and Aries there. So, again, um, really, you know, a lot of still expansion and growth. Um, and, of course, that Mars is in Gemini and reaching out and and connecting with the others. And if be, I was wondering if you have any comments on this, Sue, before I move to the sense. I do. You, you've okay. illustrated great points. And my thought is then this internal vocalization and outward vocalization, because the first house with Jupiter and Aries, of course, especially, you know, needs to talk that it need Jupiter needs to express, but it's about ethics, I would say. And it'll be about karma. So, yes, isn't this going to be most amazing that maybe with the sun in the 11th and, as you say, having the, 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 the uh, therapeutic team there going with Venus and, and uh, her, Mercury, of course, the messenger is so close together that the, the theme will be about integrating more well it'll be the two maybe people will start clustering in their own little like-minded groups of community which is 11th house of course but also ideally opening up to the idea breaking this the conditioning to start taking some accountability accountability right for the past right. yeah thank right. you absolutely yeah, no, and I, and this is why I think the next chart we're going to show you here is most important. Again, for folks, this is the last conjunction point uh, as they leap as this two hundred forty eight year cycle leads off. So again, it's not the the only conjunction next year, but it is the last one. So it's sort of the leap off point. So if we could show the next chart, we've overlaid uh, the on the inner chart. Of course, is the U.S. natal chart is the inner chart and on the outer chart is the pluto return in december one thing i really want to show you here that i thought was pretty freaking phenomenal phenomenal there is this mars uranus conjunction in gemini um powerful so again this is where we can say this is what the next 248 years is where we leap off from and you know, Uranus and, and that, well, of course, Mars and Gemini is sort of this, uh, you know, a lot of communications happening here with Mars and Gemini, right? And a lot of, there's going to be a lot of disagreements. You know, we're not going to be in agreement as we go forward in the country. But um, so, but there is this Mars wanting to connect with others through communicating. So a lot of 
lot of communications as a nation going forward. But with it conjunct Uranus, which is that unusualness, this really, um, in one respect, because right now I'm going to point out one thing, you know, we know we're in a new space race uh, with China and everything. And this particular conjunction bodes well, actually, for aviation and space. And I think it's very powerful. I think because of this conjunction and, and with the Mars in, in our, or the Jupiter and Aries, uh, Jupiter and Aries is like, I got to go, go at my, go to myself. That's very self-confident. It's, it's going to want to do it itself. I think we're going to see some major strides in um, the U.S. space program. As a matter of fact, I think we'll definitely have some positive wins with that. Um, I, I think it's very likely the United States will either be first back to the moon or first to Mars based on this because of that Mars-Uranus conjunction, which is we're then we're seeing actually a lot happening right now with strides in aviation, all these VTOL aircraft and e-aircraft and sustainable fuels and also transportation in general. We're seeing mm -hmm. this is also indicative of the whole revolution that is just like suddenly come upon us with the car industry um, and e electric. So that's I think to me, that's one of the most powerful points with this uh, comparison of the charts. Um, um, what else did I want to say? Um, it is indeed. I'm also thinking it's in the, sixth, in the sixth house with our daily affairs. It's in a really beautiful place to uh, for that diversity, you know, to, to um, recalibrate so many parts of our life. And isn't that really what is essentially what's needed is to integrate into our daily lives. You know, I right. thought, yeah. Anyway, yeah, and I think, you know, as we look at this and the other thing I wanted to point out here was the um, was the uh, the how that Aquarius uh, or that the um, Saturn on the ascendant on Aquarius is this is so closer sitting right behind the Aquarian moon, natal moon of the nation. So there's a lot going on here around transpersonal responsibility, uh, service out into the world responsibility as a nation and and again with that pluto in the 12th house questioning who we are um and um yeah i think and thank and, you and the mid heaven in this chart is right at, at that sag too that that right next to the uh, the ascended of the natal chart yeah it's glad you brought this chart it's it's excellent yeah for all of it that's yes indeed but um, so one other thing I wanted to say, and this is quite interesting, and this is why I say we, we're in for a lot of changes still, is because looking back at history, I'm a cancer, so I love history and I study the historical aspects of astrology. One thing that's interesting is that um, in, in, um, if we talk about, you know, after the United States and, and after the Civil War, there was what was called Reconstruction. And the 14th Amendment came into play. And this has been one of the most contented how you want to say contested uh, amendments. It includes the citizenship rights and due process and equal protection clauses. It's come up in all the major cases like uh, Brown versus Board of Education and um, you know the same-sex marriage cases and, and so on and so forth. And in 2011, again, back to that year when from the Eastern perspective, the United States has political return. Uh, that was the year where 14 some states basically set aside some pro provisions that said they weren't going to honor everything with the, the 14th Amendment. 
Um, so, so there's a lot still to happen in this country. And that was the, during the time of reconstruction, uh, July 9th, 1868 was when the 14th amendment was, was, uh, was adopted. And so there's still a lot of changes. I would say based on this, we're going to see definitely some changes in our government. Uh, I, I definitely think that we're going to have a lot of changes down the road in the country. Um, and and again, uh, a large a large uh, focus on um, you know that twenty eight degrees. Uh, the Pluto is the large aviator, aviary. So there's going to be many voices in this country, many complex uh, uh, groups from unions to to police to to the tech industry. You know, there's so much going on. And it's going to continue. It's complex. So it's almost like we're on the roller coaster ride. Just hang on and find your calm center and 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 figure out what your your role is to play in this whole this whole uh, change. It's important. I'm glad you're mentioning this because rather than the fear, which maybe stops a lot of people or even wondering how to get out there, the idea that it's our voices and how to put those voices out and how to find the people and, and the energies, because together that's what like any system. Yes. Right. Yeah. We're all trying to upreach. We're all trying to do something better and to accomplish something. And, yeah. and so it, this is, this, this is just a period of time when change was supposed to happen to push us towards some accelerated growth. And so it's nothing to be scared of, but it, there is sort of this, uh, bringing some calm in your internal life. So you figure out what voice do I listen to with these many voices in the country going on and that mm -hmm. inner voice and, what is my role in in the upreaching as 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 walking up that mountain shrine with the pilgrims and what what voices do i listen to you know so and there'll be many there'll be many and they'll keep changing our ideas right and that's what how right. we act and and that's good well to i i also think because the pluto so so close to the ascendance i do think that there's going to be some change in in and and we maybe not necessarily in the next 20 years, but there's going to definitely be changes in our government. Our government's going to look different 50 to 60 years from now, maybe even change in states. The country may expand uh, and maybe some rearrangement of states. Uh, but there's definitely going to be some major changes to our structure with Pluto so close to there in the, in the 12th house. It's almost like we're being reborn and our structure is being reborn, re reworked. Because the oh, 12th yes. house is the womb. The 12th house is the womb. And Saturn's on that ascendant. So I think overall, because Saturn's on ascendant in Aquarius, overall, it's going to turn out okay. That's <laughs> it's right. It's turn yeah. out okay. It'll you still know, have structure. It, <laughs> yeah, it'll still have structure. But it's we're going to go through change of structure. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if we have a change in government. I mean, you know, and, and some other things. So, Well, on that note, uh, there was a constitutional report that was over two years. It was last year I read about this. It was with the idea of not the astrological Pluto return, but I think of 250 years, which is still a few years out. And so therefore they were trying to prepare the consciousness of how to make these changes, realizing, of course, we need change. I mean, there's issues that we have that are problems. And some of them could be somehow adapted. One of them was... Uh, um, increasing the House of Representatives so that we had more voices, 
The other one of them was also making election day a mandate that you had to vote and have it a national holiday. And of course, I would have been thrilled if they didn't have any news coverage so that Alaska could have time to or Hawaii make time to make the judgment, you know. And another one was, I think, getting rid of the electoral. uh, Oh, yeah. I which, think, yeah, I, yeah, you know. you're so right. You're spot on. You're hitting some things which are, are things we're already starting to see. Expansion of the Supreme Court, like you said, getting rid of the electoral college. Yeah, we're definitely going to see changes. People, we're not going to be able to go back to the old way it was. That's the, you know, we're not, not going to yeah. happen. And, and, and I would even say here, I would even say that the, 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 um, the name of the country may change a little bit. I just Ooh. feel this intuitively. How with 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 that Aquarius ascendant, it may uh, it may may change slightly. Maybe still the United States, but maybe United Confederated States or whatever. Or uh, you know, there may be a slight change with the name, with the Pluto in the twelfth house there of the the and 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 I. But I do think it's a very positive thing with the the Saturn in. Uh, and Aquarius on that ascendant. Well, thank you. That's a lot to stay tuned in to and be part of the mix. Very good, yeah. Justin. I don't know how much time uh, we have here, but oh, you know yeah, what? Like- I, yeah. Did you want to breach another thought or should we take a little moment? Oh, I think we're getting our cue. All right. Well, folks. It was coming. <laughs> yeah, we'll continue on. This is with Justin Crockett, Elsie and Top Cosmos. And we're talking about the U.S. chart for our Pluto return. And I think coming up with a nodal return, which is another 18 months cycle and lots to be. Thank you so much. And we'll love to talk again. Stay tuned, come back. Thank you. Uncover new depths of yourself by decoding the moon planet cycles and phases. Uniting Eastern and Western astrological approaches This groundbreaking book, Astrology by Moonlight, takes you beyond static birth chart analysis and immerses you in the diverse power of the lunar phases. Tara All from the USA and Ashwin Subramanyan from India have come together to take a fresh look at the moon and its synodic phases with each of the traditional and modern planets, including Pluto. Astrology by Moonlight also reveals how the phasal relationships between the moon and planets help you recognize your personal rhythms and find more meaning and purpose in everything you do. Life is full of cycles and phases, and anyone, whether they know astrology or not, can relate to them. And if you know almost everything about the topic, it just might open the door to a new perspective. One more time, the complete title of the book is Astrology by Moonlight, exploring the relationship between moon phases and planets, to improve and illuminate your life. And is now available to order on Amazon and most places books are sold. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Sagittarius, ruled by the largest of all planets, Jupiter, the Roman god, or Zeus by the ancient Greeks. By leaving a cycle based on power and powerlessness of life and death and regeneration involving committed relationships, Sagittarius energy finds meaning for an expanded perspective and potential for actualization in their search for truth. 
As a mutable fire sign depicted by the centaur, Sagittarius is adventurous and seeks the beyond. Sagittarius travels to far places, physically and mentally, to find the truths of life. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha, and enjoy the show. Ciao and greetings to all you folks out there that have got enough curiosity to tune in to what's going on here. My name is Jeff Peters. I am the Lively Astrologer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our consciousness. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, I'm back again. A little bit of ear. Yes, this was December 12th, and we're talking with Justin Crockett-Elsie about... USA um, Pluto return coming up next year in February, July, and December on the 28th will be the last event. And it has significance for the United States chart for us to be finding our voice, expressing it, but doing an ethical accounting of what has gone on that needs to shift. So Along with that, as your title uh, embraced, Justin, and I want to remind people, find out about Justin. You can go to Talk Cosmos. All the uh, guests are listed. But also Justin has his own, with his own name, a website coming up this week, which will, besides his Facebook group, which he's had for many years. But let's talk about the nodes. The nodes are shifting from our communication-based to that survival resource, um, occult, base of Taurus and Scorpio in January, another 18-month cycle that is going to be so powerful, it seems that since the pandemic, that our mutual experiences have just deepened our relationship with what these mean. So I'm all ears again. (laughs) Well, you know, so um, I want to also kind of bring this down into people's personal lives, the nodal nodal changes, as you know, if people don't really um, haven't heard about the nodes, the nodes are actually mathematical points in the sky that are related towards the, uh, related to the eclipses. When the moon and sun come in alignment with the earth, that's where we get, you know, the nodes. So it's the crossing of the sun's elliptical path with the moon's elliptical path. And um, everybody has the south node, north node in their chart. And from an Eastern astrology perspective, South Node represents um, what is innate to the personality, relation to past lives, um, and what you bring into this incarnation. And the North Node is where you're needing to direct that energy to. So there needs to be a balance between these two energies in the chart. And it really does uh, have a, a real 
insight into a big life lessons that a person's living or learning in this life. And for the past, um, as you pointed out, Sue, it is a is an 18 year cycle. And uh, if anybody here is a numerologist, we, we know that we have a nine year cycle in numerology. And this is actually connected to this. Uh, I don't I haven't seen any numerologists or astrologers make this connection, but the nine year cycle, birth to death it's cycle true. we go through every nine years of our life is actually connected to this. And I'm seeing it with clients yeah. where when they are in either that beginning of the end of a cycle in uh, entry into a cycle or their mid course correction to the cycle in the four to five year, they're actually having a nodal return or within a year of a nodal return and or a half nodal mm -hmm. return. So we're when we experience these nodes that come back into our natal chart, either the half nodal return, which is the nine years, half of that 18 years or the 18 years, uh, we go through some significant crossroads in our life and change. Usually people move, people make career changes. It's, it's really interesting how it, it shows up in people's charts. So uh, for the last year and a half, the South Node has been in Sagittarius and the North Node has been in Gemini. And this, this combination, the South Node being in the sign of exploration, philosophy, beliefs, um, and, and brings in a real strong sense of freedom in people and being separate and being individual and being out there. And we see this in the collective happening. That's why this, this, this whole thing right now where people are just wanting this to detach and get away from it all and, and kind of be free and separate is part of the Sagittarian energy to explore their world. And, um, if anybody here has anything in Sagittarius this year, they've had that South node run roughshod right over their planets in Sagittarius and they've had some changes in whatever house that's in for them because that south node is brought in change it's really what we call a, a karmic suction planet uh from an eastern <laughs> astrology perspective and 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 of course then the north node being in gemini it's been about communication of this is how i feel this is how i believe and and so there's been a lot of kind of say a lot of mental energy going on and thoughts and belief systems over the past past year and a half here. And that's what we're seeing in our collective. It's all about how I think, my perception, my beliefs, what I believe versus what you believe. And and very mercurial because of course Mercury ruling um, Gemini. But now the nodes mm -hmm. are now moving into Taurus, as you said, Taurus and Scorpio, which ruled the second to eighth house in the chart, which is the house of resources. And so the south node is moving from Sagittarius into Scorpio. So for those people out there that actually have your south node in Scorpio, north node in Taurus, this means that you are at the end of an 18-year cycle in your life. Point mm -hmm. thing is to think about what were you doing 18 years ago, right around... Uh, 2003 what did you start at that time what was happening in your life and then nine years later in 2012 you that was at that first ending of that nine year uh or end of that first nine year cycle that 19 years and now if you again if your south node is in scorpio on your chart you're at the, that end of the 18 year cycle and more than likely over the last year, year and a half to the next year and a half, you are going through a lot of change in your life. And this is a really important period in your life. Now, if it's reversed and your south node's in Taurus, you're halfway through that current cycle. 
And again, you're still going through a lot of changes the last year and a half to the next year and a half. So you're sort of in this this mid-course correction period of the 18-year cycle. <laughs> so that's how it can relate to us um, individually. And also, if you have anything in Scorpio or Taurus, at this particular time over the next year and a half, you're going to have uh, the nodes conjunct with one of your planets. This is very, very important time. Very, very important time to pay attention to uh, what, where those uh, planets show up for you or what houses are uh, Scorpio and Taurus mm. for you in your charts. Now, what it means for us on a collective level, because we're moving from the, the houses of Gemini and Sag, which is all about communications and belief mm -hmm. systems and spirituality and belief systems and, and learning. Now we're moving into a period of, of uh, where the nodes are moving into the houses of resources, possessions, money, um, because the second house is resources yeah. and values. My possessions, my money, eighth house, how money coming to me, how I get paid um, and, and, and inheritances and that. So uh this there's going to be now this shift of focus toward more of a materialistic because taurus materialistic versus spirituality uh perspective in the in the astrology because if your nodes are between scorpio and taurus taurus being the accumulator uh earth material materiality materialism versus spirituality which is the Scorpio, which is about death and loss and renunciation and letting go and spiritual perspective. Uh, so there'll be a more of a focus in the next year over over the economy. And now we know we're moving into a period of a new election coming up again. Uh, large, large focus on money um, over the next year and a half because of this. And, and so how this can play out is that. Um, uh, the, a lot of people are going to make it big over the next year and a half. A lot of people are going to take risks mm -hmm. with money because we know Uranus, which represents change and unusualness, is, is is transiting through Taurus right now. So this is, again, what's why we're seeing a lot of stuff with cryptocurrency, um, inflation, a lot of changes in, in, in our uh, resources. Um, and then, of course, there's some minor ones we see through the collective, like there's some issues with resources with um, certain mineral stuff towards batteries in that industry. And so there's a lot of stuff going on uh, around, around the whole thing. But I do want to point out that um, when we look at this, this Scorpio and Taurus, that the planets to, that are important in this are uh, Mars and Pluto as the karmic suction planets, meaning that's where the latent talents uh, reside here with the with the mm -hmm. mars and pluto because they rule scorpio so that's where the latent talents and where uh the distribution planet is of course is going to be venus which rules taurus so that'll be where driving opportunities present itself so if a person knows their chart uh this is something to think about and and as we go through this year and especially if they have uh either of those planets in either of those two signs it's going to be much stronger for them um there is one and i'm going to show the usa chart here in a minute uh as a comparison with this this conjunction happening uh but i will also say this that there's a that out of this whole transit over the next year and a half uh or a little bit over a year um 
that uh, there's one particular point in the year which will be very, very important. And it will be when um, the north node in Taurus uh, conjuncts Uranus in Taurus and also Mars. All three of them are conjuncting at the same time. This will happen on, on August 1st. And I actually have a chart to show that today. So this is, uh, this will be, uh, so what we see first here is the, the actually the conjunction chart of, of, of the event, um, which actually I've got a July 31st. It's actually so close to August, July 31st. But for the collective, uh, and I do have this as Washington, D.C. So it, this conjunction of this um, Scorpio Taurus, con, um, you know, transit here, conjunction with Uranus and Mars and the North Node happens in the sixth house of work and health, responsibilities. Um, and so that's that's how it shows up in the chart. And then the next the next chart, we see this conjunction overlaid. Uh, with the U.S. natal chart. And so um, we do know that in the U.S. natal chart that Scorpio rules a little bit of the 11th and 5th house. And um, this um, this return chart will, for the United States, be hitting it more so in its, in its uh, 12th to... Uh, are still really on the cusp there of the 12th to 6th house. And so there's sort of this 5th to 6th house energies and, and 11th to 12th house energies happening here with this with this uh, and how it's affecting the United States. So this is definitely a year where if a person was thinking about starting a business, there's going to be uh, or new, new income streams. Wow, this is the time to be thinking about new income streams, where am I managing my money, my resources? That's really what it's all gonna be about in 20 and 2022 is about our resources, money, inflation, income, business. Um, and this can also, uh, because the second eighth house, uh, second house is also real estate. Um, there'll be a lot of stuff happening with real estate and the stock market and and businesses and resources so i i've i've had a couple of people ask me i said pay attention to your resources this year don't be really scared about it but be smart about it uh, uh you know if you're thinking about starting a business this year good time to do it but also you want to be smart because that scorpio at the other end is about loss and so there needs to be more of a spiritual perspective versus a very materialistic perspective here when it comes to our resources and that if somebody's going to go too far to one end of that and very materialistic without the spiritual concept, they're going to lose, they're going to lose their resources. So it ha there has to be a balance in this, in the, the use of resources over the coming year. That's just a couple, a couple of my thoughts on this. I'm just curious what you think too. Well, am I muted? No, I'm not muted. Yeah, Good. Not muted. Okay. Really quiet. <laughs> okay. No, I have. I've been internalizing and always so glad. Uh, you know, it's interesting looking at this with the U.S., isn't it, too, that the sun is on the North Node. I just noticed that. In, oh, yeah. Because it is yeah. the summertime, meaning that we, our identity, we're somehow going to thread all this together. You might say in that umbrella of our identity of who we are with all this stuff, because that's what, like the sun, it's, it gives and it, it's that part of ourself it's really a dynamic 
energy I'm, to have this brought up is so powerful with um in the fixed sign, I'm thinking it's not a world point sign, but you know. But and, you, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go no, ahead. no, no, no. Well, but, but I'm. I was also thinking of that twelfth. Um, uh, you know th- that it shares the fifth and the sixth, meaning we. Uh, well, okay. I'll get back to the a brief point, and that is, is that it's also our talents, isn't it? It's our personal yes. talents. Yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, in this, um, I, I, I like how you brought up the sun because the sun is showing up here in the eighth house, and that's really, uh, I think, that highlights the whole concept of these, of these, um, of the. Um, well, the United States has its nodes in the second to eighth house. And, and so here we have, uh, you know, uh, the nodes that actually rule the second to eighth house. Um, and, and of course, the sun connecting with the, the, um, the United States in the eighth house and Leo there, of course. So, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be really, um, really an interesting year when it comes to um, money and resources. Um, um, I think that's maybe, really the focus. Maybe a new a, a new way of manifesting. I mean, you've been bringing this up before. What with the exact Pluto um, return, but we know also, and, and and to identify with everybody, that it's a vibrational energy that has its pinpoints. But then it it, it the besides that, change takes time. You know, it's right. not just turning. Well, the, the, Mm-hmm. I, I, I tell you, I think you're onto something there. And I actually saw this with the, the Pluto return with Saturn on the, the Ascendant Aquarius and, and with this change of the money. I think that um, I think we're going to see um, some some changes in the world structure, banking structure and world mm-hmm. financial structure. And I think that the United States uh if it if it steps up to the plate here is going to have unique role in in possibly i do see even though we've had you know in the u.s congress this build back better bill when you look back at the the uh, the pluto return charts there is a strong um, um thing that points out that we could see another bill come in towards um supporting people um I've, I've, I have to look back on it, but I fe- I can't remember what it was, but there is something that says, ah, wait a second, we're going to have another financial bill come in or maybe even another mm. um, another another bill propping up some system, whether it's the car industry or something else. But but there's going to be a lot of like budget and money involved. And I think you're onto something here saying new things. I do think there's going to be some new financial stuff happening. Um, but I think it's going to be there to support the collective, uh, maybe even a new uh, worldwide global financial system that that uh, that helps uh, countries, poor countries, that budgets money for poor countries and vice versa. And internally in the United States, I think we're going to see um, a real focus on the um, uh, the that divide in our country between the poor and the rich over the coming year. And I do see a possibility of a new bill, uh, possibly, I'm not saying another, uh, what, what do we call those things during the pandemic where we got those checks? Oh, uh, right. 
right. disbursements uh, of some kind. Yes, yeah, and they were very grateful. Think, it was yes, but Yeah, but I, I think you're going to just see some new dispersal system in the United States. It's very possible yeah. um, based on certain needs of the collective. Well, Venus is, yeah, and Venus here. I, I don't know if you were going to show again about the North Node with um, uh, Scorpio, because this is in itself a keeper of, 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 of looking at like a point of power that's going to go forward in a lot of ways, especially in the fifth house with that North Node of the transiting North Node, you know, in... Yeah. Our survival, our can we, security. Can we go back to the? Can we go back to the North Node chart, the one that was before this? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, were you going to do the USA and the North Node chart? Is there one? Yeah, we have three minutes here. Well, oh, we it, just did that. We just had oh, that. Okay, we just had okay, that. okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. But you were because you were speaking. There, there about was about Uranus. Okay, when Uranus, which is in a seven-year cycle, and it still has. I think until uh, it started in 2008. And so it's going to go on uh, eight years. I can add this to 26. So I think 25, 26. Anyway, we have such strength. It's, yeah. yeah, Leo, the, the fixedness of, and then look at that with Jupiter. That's That's going to be aiding that from our internal, uh, foundation oh yeah it's trying um, to right yeah, yeah there's power yeah it's so trying much. to well yeah i, I want to thank everybody for listening always to talk cosmos we want to engage you more we're so glad to have justin crockett elsie on talk cosmos he's with the moonbeam which will be on this january 2nd bringing in the new year and also go to his of course, go to his website and you can find that. We'll put it on his bio here, which is his name, Justin Elsie. That's E-L-Z-I-E with Crockett in between. Um, and we've been talking about the big changes. We're all part of it. And of course, you're part of it too, all our listeners. And we thank you. And next week, we have another person that's going to be new. We have several new people on this um, Talk Cosmos. It's going to be Linda Barry, she's a vibrational astrology talking about the solstice coming up. But Justin, do you have, we have, and even when the music starts, we have about a minute. So recap thoughts. Like, no, how, I, I think mm -hmm. the thinking is, is that, you know, um, I think we all got, got sort of adjusted to changes now and accepting changes a little bit in our life. And no, there's a lot of change going to happen. Just, just uh, strap in and find your calm center and ride the roller coaster. And be part of it, right? I mean, yeah. somehow. There's and it be doesn't. Some good things happening. Yeah, and truly, there's no judgment of how and where those are, as long as we're in the present and we're accountable and internalizing. Because if we are vibrational, which of course we are, it connotes, it spreads. It's everything's going to be all right. Everything's oh, going to be all right. Very good. Thank you, a thousand percent, and uh, uh, happy solstice, everybody. Yes, until again. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.